Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses Podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. We've been going through a series called the Book of Acts. The Book of Acts is a full of record, full of stories of the Holy Spirit working among His people through His churches. So today we're going to learn about how the church was formed, and then what they were doing, what she was doing. And then there are three things that we're going to look at in Acts chapter two, verses forty-two through forty-seven. Amazing thing were happening. Yes,、uh, last week we learned from Acts chapter two, thirty-eight.、Um, the title was how to receive the Holy Spirit. Now, to receive the Holy Spirit, you must confess your sin. You need to turn away from your sin, which means you need to repent of your sins and you need to be baptized in the name of the Son, Holy Spirit, and and God the Father. And then you will receive the Holy Spirit. And so that was last week's portion. And then today we're going to go a little deeper about what happened next. When these people, there were about three thousand people, when they heard the gospel of Christ Jesus from Peter, you know, they were broken their hearts. And then they said. Brethren, what should we do? And then Peter was saying, "You need to repent, be baptized, and the gift of the Holy Spirit will be given to you." And then there were three thousand people were baptized. So that's not a small number. There was a great work of God, mightily happening among those crowds. And then. Uh, today's passage is telling us what happened the next. We see the birth of the church. What about this three thousand people when they received the Holy Spirit? They became the church. Okay, so let's read from Acts chapter two, verses forty-two through forty-seven together. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all the believers were together and had all things in common. And they would sell their property and possessions and share them with all, to the extent that anyone had a need. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day. Those who were being saved, Amen. Amazing thing! Wow, this is amazing, amazing, amazing story of how the church, what the church was doing. So there are three main things I would point out what they were doing、uh, as church. The first thing is listening, and the second thing is loving, and the third one is lifting. They were listening to the word of God, and they're loving each other to the point of sharing everything that they had. And they were lifting up the name of Christ to Jesus through praising the Lord, and all these three things resulted in leading many people to Jesus Christ day by day. So let's look at one by one. So listening, look at verse four, uh, verse forty-two. They were continually devoting themselves. What does that mean? They continually put their effort. In, uh, intentional effort in these three things, right? They were devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, so、uh, they were listening to the teaching of God's word through the apostles, and then they、uh, devoted themselves to the fellowship. They were loving. They were loving each other.、Uh, we will see more about it, how it looked like, what it means to love one another. Okay, and then to the breaking of bread and to prayer. So they were sharing one another. They, they were.、Um, Eating meals,、uh, eating food together. So that's one of the、uh, aspects of a fellowship, right?、Uh, but not just that. They were praising the Lord and they were, they were praying to the Lord. So these are the things that this、uh, the、uh, new church, the early church, was、uh, devoted to. 
Okay, so let's look at the first one. They devoted to apostles' teaching. Okay, apostles' teaching. Of course, at the time the apostle had the position. They had their main role was to teach. The Word of God. Imagine that you know they didn't have any New Testament at the time, so probably they were teaching from the Old Testament. But that's fine because the Old Testament is not only about the Moses Law, but all Old Testament is pointing to the Promised One, which is Christ Jesus our Lord. And Jesus came at that moment, right? Jesus came and He died on the cross, and He rose from the dead, and He was ascended to heaven. And this is what happened: that the Holy Spirit came upon them, so they became church, as we can see today. But Let's say you know some people say you know I'm I'm I yeah repented of my sin and I got baptized. Some people believe that that's the end of their spiritual journey, right? Almost like they got the ticket to heaven, so they don't really have to do anything else because they got baptized. That is not true. That is so far from the truth because as we can see, when they got baptized, what they did is they continued. They did not stop when they were baptized, but they continued to devote. Themselves, they put their effort intentionally. They listened to the teaching of God's word. I think this is very, very important. It doesn't say they love to uh, listen to the superstar preacher. You know, they love to you know get together, uh, turn on their TV and watching to watch the YouTube uh, video of their favorite pastors or leaders. Well, that was not the case. Whether they liked or not, they put their effort in listening. To the Word of God, this is very, very significant because these days, you know, people pay attention to so many other things. They turn on their TV and then they turn on their news and they, you know, chat with each other and they spend a lot of time, more than 4.5 hours every day on their screen, not really listening to, not really paying attention to the Word of God. But we must. Pay attention to the Word of God. We need to listen to the Word of God. So it is not enough to emphasize on the importance of. Teaching of listening to the teaching of the Word of God. So this is why I'm doing this YouTube channel. This is to teach the Word of God. So I want to encourage you. You know, uh, just not you, but also you can share this message with other people, right? So if they are not going to church, but they they have been Christian for a long time, but they have not been devoted themselves to the teaching of the Word of God, I highly recommend to share this message. So they will not stick to this message alone, but they will be able to find. A church nearby, so that they can go and devote themselves to the teaching of the Word of God through pastors and leaders who are teaching、uh, the Word. Okay. The second thing is what loving, loving. Let's look at the verse here, verse forty-three. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. Amazing, right? So. You know, it's not just Jesus was doing all the miracles. You know, he healed the sick and he cast out demons, and then he、uh, raised the dead from this.、Uh, he raised the dead and he fed five thousand people. As you can see, that's the wonderful work of God, miracle of God. But Jesus clearly said, "If you believe in me, you will do the same work that I do, and even greater works than these, because I'm going to the Father." What did he mean? He meant that when he was going to the Father, the Father is going to send the Holy Spirit upon His people. So that they will do the work that Jesus did, and this is what what's happening right here, right? You see that Jesus's work、uh, was being done、uh, through the church, 
everyone, everyone, not just a few people, but everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. They were like, the presence of God is right here because they saw the miracles after miracles and wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. So apostles were not only teaching the Word of God, but also they were performing the wonderful work of God. Not for themselves, not for their reputation, but for the loving one another. Because, you know, look at verse 44. Right after this, miracles were taking place, where the people like, oh, I want more miracle, I want more miracle, I just want to be very spiritual. You know, wow, that apostle is amazing. He's like my superhero. He's like uh, uh, almost like Jesus. So people were kind of following the apostles. No, that was not happening. When they saw the miracles, when they experienced the powerful power and presence of God through the miracles and wonders, they loved each other. So first thing was what? They devoted themselves to listening to the Word of God, and they devoted themselves to loving one another. Look at verse 44. And all the believers were together and had all things in common. And they would sell their property and possessions and share them with all to the extent that anyone had need. Wow. Okay. So they were sharing everything. Together. So I assume that there might be some people who are very wealthy, but also there may be people who are very poor as well. So, I mean, everywhere you go, you see the big discrepancies between the rich and the poor, right? In the society, even in America, we see a lot of people are living in the luxurious homes, but also a lot of people are living on the streets and as homeless, and we see the, you know, difference. But in the church here, they did not have that. Because why? Because they experienced the power and presence of God, and then, as a return, they were sharing everything together. Why? Because they loved one another. Now, this is I I think this is the really uh, the important message because all throughout the Bible, you know, Jesus is really emphasizing us, especially in the Book of John, that if you abide in me, you are truly my disciples. But if you abide in me, you keep my commandment. You obey my commandment. What is that commandment? It is to love one another as ourselves. Jesus kept emphasizing that we need to love one another as Father has loved us. Now, how do you love? It is easy to say, uh, I love you, I love you. You know, we can abuse it with just the empty words. But that is not what the Bible is saying. You know, the love was shown, exposed, shown, manifested through their life. How? They shared everything to the point that everyone anyone had need. What does that mean? You know, they had some needs, but their needs were taken care by other members in the church. So they were all equally uh, living together happily. Now, this is not a communism. This is a churchism. This is the church. This is the body of Christ. Now, when you see the miracle, you know, people uh, chase for those miracles and even sometimes they can be very selfish, right? You know, God, you give me that house and that is the miracle that I need. Uh, I don't care what other people have. You know, they can live in the street, but, you know, God, just perform miracles for me so I will have more money. I have a more reputation. I will have... No, that is not the case. When they saw true miracle that Jesus was present with them, their hearts were melt. Their hearts were softened. They could see God is here. And what does that really mean? It doesn't say in this passage, but when they experienced God, they were reminded of what God was saying to them what did what was it it is again 
to love one another. So I want to encourage you to experience the miracles and signs and wonders. Just ask the Lord to experience that, but not for the sake of yourself, your selfish need, but for the sake of knowing the Lord and also obeying the Lord so that you will love one another. We need to take care of one another. We cannot just say it. But we need to show with our action. A few years ago, one of our church members was in need of a car. Uh, she could not go to work because she didn't have a car. So I knew that situation. And then one day, when I was praying, the Holy Spirit in my heart prompting and to give give my car to her. And at first, I was like, okay, probably I I listen. Uh, I heard it wrong. Because that's too much, right? Because we have four children, and I, I was thinking to give that car to my oldest daughter when she goes to college and whatnot. However, God, Holy Spirit prompted in my heart, so I shared this with my wife, and we prayed about it, and we're confirmed to uh, give this car to her. So we gave it. We obeyed the Lord for uh, His telling us to do that. Of course, it wasn't easy. Of course, yeah, it, it was not a, you know, giving a car toy toy car which is which may cost about twenty dollars but it was a real car right uh seven passengers fan however we have to know this whatever we have it's not actually ours it is god's it belongs to god and god gave them as resource for us so that we'll be a good steward that we will be able to use it in the right time for the right purpose okay so if god tells you that you give that to the church member because she or he uh, is in need then what do you need to do oh no god because this is mine okay somebody else can give something to her but i don't, I don't want to give that give, because this belongs to me well my friend no 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 this belongs to god everything that we hold we cannot take it when we die when we go to a graveyard there's nothing we can take nothing nothing we can hold in our hands so we need to uh keep might keep being reminded that whatever we have belongs to the Lord and when he tells us to share with the people who are in need we need to share that with other people and that is that's how we love one another right it's not just hugging and hey saying hello to each other it is a real love it is a real uh, fellowship together then so they were sharing everything together in verse 46 day by day continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house they were they're taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart i mean let me tell you eating together can be fun sometimes but it takes a lot of time a lot of effort but they were very glad to each other why because they saw they experienced the mighty presence of god nothing else mattered to them except loving the lord and loving one another so they were gladly sharing meals together house to house now it's not just it's not enough to meet together in the temple or in the church building every sunday okay we need to open our homes we need to meet together house to house what does that uh, really how can it be related to us right now maybe you can uh, meet together office to office you can meet together street to street you can meet together somewhere it doesn't matter it doesn't have to be you know literal house only of course you can open up your house for a microsite church or small group so they can meet together during the weekdays right however it can be your workplace it can be your um, college it can be your classroom anywhere meet together and devote yourself to the fellowship 
right? It's not only for eating, 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 but it is really to love one another, sharing God's love uh, for one another, okay? So loving, that's what they were devoted to. And the last one is lifting. They lifting up uh, the God's name among all nations, okay? Look at verse 47. Praising God and having favor with all the people. They praise the Lord all together, right? You know, we're meeting on uh, once a week and we maybe sing three or four songs to praise the Lord, but it doesn't have to be that small, uh, that short. It can be any time that we need to praise the Lord because God is worthy to be praised. Their hearts were so centered on God. They were united not to praise one another, not to you know elevate somebody over other people, it's not to praise a great teaching of the apostles, but they were praising the Lord Jesus Christ together. And then, when they were doing it, they received a favor with other people. That includes, it says, all the people. That includes non-believers. Even non-Christians were amazed by how this church was gathering. They were loving each other, and you know they were praising God together with sincerity heart. You know they were very, very. Um, curious about it and you can see and the lord was adding to their number day by day those who are being saved so we can see the result of this three things when they were devoting themselves to the teaching listening to the word of god and loving one another through sharing everything they have and then uh, lifting up god through praise and prayer and the you know they received the favor um, of all people and then every day, every day, God added the number. You know, we cannot add people to our number. We have to be very careful here because some people are talking about church growth strategy. So if we do this, if we do that, then we'll have more people. So it's almost like uh, we are adding people. Our own effort, our own strategy, our own program will add people. That is not the case. God is adding the people. God is the one who saves people. God is the one who leads people to himself. So we have to humbly acknowledge that it is the Lord who saves. It is the Lord who grows the church. But we can see there is the true church growth. It was not necessarily through a fancy program or fancy teaching. It was the church working together. It was the church who are devoting themselves to these three things. So I want to challenge you, whatever church you are part of, do these three things, but don't just do it. You need to devote yourself. We need to uh, continue. This is the important word. Continue to put your effort in these three things. Number one, listening. You all, by, uh, by all means, always devote yourself to listen to the Word of God. Take the Word of God in your heart. Obey it. And the second, loving one another. You know, we're living in the world which is very tough. It is very easy to lose our love for one another because we're living in the hyper-selfishness, individualistic society. But we need to love one another uh, as Christ has commanded us, not just in words but with action. And then finally, we need to uh, lifting up the Lord Jesus Christ among all uh, others things. You know, there's, uh, there are idols and there are the people who are elevating themselves over all the other people. We need to focus on uh, praising the Lord, worshiping the Lord more than any other things. And then we will experience the church growth, the true church growth that church, God is going to add more people day by day to His 
kingdom. I love to see that happen. So I want us to pray very hard that, you know, we're not just learning about these three activities that they did, uh, but we will take this to our churches so that we can truly experience the true revival and the great awakening that God was doing in these early churches that He will continue to do in our churches for His kingdom, for His glory, so that everyone in the world will hear the gospel of Christ Jesus. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for your wonderful love for us and then all the wonderful design that you have for your churches to, uh, to be. Father, we pray that we would be truly devote, uh, devoting ourselves to these three things, to listening to the word and to loving one another and to lifting up your name uh, in our praises and prayers. Father, please help us and guide us to do it. And then um, let us truly experience your mighty power and presence and uh, the, uh, the wonderful, the true church growth that more people, more non-believers would be added unto your kingdom day by day for your name. Father, we thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' holy name, we prayed. Amen.